Hello and welcome to BDO's Tax Bite, our tax podcast for the UAE. My name is Brian Conn and I'm joined by my colleagues Pranav Bagdai and Mufadul Safdari. Pranav, Mufadul, welcome. Hi, hi Brian. Hi Brian. Now in this month's podcast we're going to be talking about the brand new changes to the UAE VAT law um, which were released just this week. Mufadul, I don't think we had any advance warning of these changes, did we? No, actually, <laughs> I was quite surprised when it uh, came in. Uh, so, but but now uh, with the change in the law, it talks about uh, just for the title, I would say that the Federal Decree Law Number 18 of 2022, uh, which is uh, the amending provision for the Federal Decree Law Number 8 of 2017 of the Value Added Tax. So uh, there are quite a lot of amendments that has happened and there is something uh, which is uh, which which requires a little bit more detailing but uh, i think it's 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 a good and important uh, amendment that that i feel and one important thing is that it is uh, coming into effect from 1st of january 2023 uh, and the document is uh, quite big if you see it's approximately 30 pages that have there are quite a lot of changes that have happened. There are a lot of details that you have to go through. And as of now, the official Arabic version is issued and we are awaiting for the English version of the law. Yeah, indeed. So we're, we're at the moment we're, we're working from an unofficial translation um, of the law. And, and as you say, it is a big document, but it's worth saying there aren't any fundamental changes to the law um, that we can see from it so far. Um, for most things, I think things will carry on as normal. And uh, but what it does, it clarifies points. It it formalizes some working practices that have built up over the past few years, and it and it clears up some uncertainties. Um, and it's probably based on things that the FTA has learned over the past five years. Um, things where it it needs things tidying up, and and probably where taxpayers need tidying up as well yeah absolutely i think uh, in if, if you look at it uh, and if you have gone through the entire uh, the amendment law you will see that there are certain things that you are already aware of uh, this is probably due to that you have read in the uh, the vat guides that has been released by the fta or the clarification that has been released by the fta so i think they have just ensured that whatever they have uh, put it in the VAT guides or the clarification that are now being reflected in the law. So I I'm I see that there could be a lot of similarities with the guides and clarification that has been released. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I think I think that's that's absolutely right. And and in this podcast, we're we're not going to look at all of the the changes. There, there's fifteen or so um, changes, and some of them are very technical. But we're, what we'll do is just talk about the main ones that businesses are likely to 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 come across the dis, the the decree itself starts with some changes to definitions or additions to the definitions in the decree law um and they have things like relevant charitable activity um a definition for pure hydrocarbons tax evasion tax audit tax assessment a voluntary disclosure there's nothing there to go into detail about but they're actually a good example 
of what this um, change the law is all about. They're tidying up. These are phrases that are referred to elsewhere. So a definition needs to be there. So um, they're now added into the law. Um, so having said that, let's get on to some of the, the more notable points in there or the, or the things that are most likely to be interesting to people. There are a few changes um, around invoicing and um, credit notes. Mufado, do you want to pick up on, on that first of all? Yes, yes, definitely. I think uh, one of the important thing was about the credit notes. And there is a change, or I would say the amendments that uh, that the FDA has added, uh, which which talks about that if the tax is charged or the tax treatment is applied incorrectly. Uh, earlier, I think it was if the tax was charged in error. I think right now they have made it very clear that uh, if there is any tax treatment that has been, uh, if there is an, any errors or there has been charge, so there could be an amendment or there is a tax credit note uh, that you can issue. Earlier, I think there was some kind of an ambiguity on what is an error, what is uh, how it can be classified. Now, I think they have been providing much more clarity and making it absolutely clear that what exactly the intention of the FTA is. So I think that's, that's the uh, uh, main important part. And with credit note now we are to, uh, talking about there is also a time limit to actually issue uh, the credit note so if you are coming into notice of uh, that okay there should be uh, uh, there has been an error and uh, you have to rectify it you need to issue a tax credit note within 14 days uh, of of the uh, of that uh, supply being cancelled or if there is any error or something that has happened so i think that 14 days rule was not there earlier and this is what that is coming in uh, with 14 days rule keeping in mind, there is also a change that has happened uh, in Article 26 of the decree law, which talks about uh, periodic payment and consecutive invoices, famously known as continuous supply of services, where earlier it was not mentioned that when the invoice is required to be issued, there were criterias that uh, uh, when the date of supply will be triggered, but uh, there was no mentioning about the when the invoice is required to be issued. And now that uh, in the decree law, the new decree law, uh, they have made that change and they have specified that uh, you need to issue an invoice within 14 days. So I think uh, these are all the tidy up bit that they have done uh, when it comes to the credit note and the 14 days issuance. Yeah, and I think the um, the change to credit note for incorrect tax treatment, I think is quite an interesting one because I think it's not really a change. I, I think it is a clarification. I think lots of people would have issued a, a credit note in those circumstances in the past. And, and this is actually the FDA now saying within the law, yes, that is the correct way to do it. So it, it removes um, ambiguity. I think probably as well um, with the um, continuous supplies, probably people will have been issuing tax credit notes or tax invoices within 14 days in any case um, as well. But this just puts everything on an even basis and makes it absolutely clear what we have to do. Yeah, there is one more point, uh, Brian, that has changed in the decree law referring to Mufadra's conversation on the so-called continuous supplies. As of now, the date of supply rules for special cases do have a mention that at least one invoice should be issued within a period of one year. However, in the amended law, this one year criteria is added as 
one of the trigger points for data supply. This means that businesses will mandatorily have to issue at least one invoice within one year from the date on which they start making supply of goods or services. So this is just in a way that the FTA has clarified everything and you know there is no room for more doubt in that article. Yeah, again, I think most people probably would have been doing it. But I do think that that um, anybody who does not make that type of continuous supply should just check, make sure they're now complying what the, with what the law says. I'm sure they probably were before, but it's um, it's it's an area that needs to be checked. Yeah. Apart from that, uh, there has been a major change in the statute of limitation. As of now, the standard statute of limitation is five years for tax audit and 15 years in case of a tax evasion. This would essentially mean from 2023, FTA will no longer be able to conduct tax audit or assessments related to the first year of the VAT implementation, that is 2018. However, this new amendment, the statute of limitation will not apply in certain specific scenarios where the FTA will still be able to do the tax audit. And those cases are specified in the amended decree law. These cases are if the FTA has issued a notice of audit to the taxable person before the expiry of five years. So this will essentially mean that one year is extended in that five-year notification period. And the other is if the taxable person has submitted a voluntary disclosure in the fifth year from the end of the tax period. And this means that they will again get one year for submission of voluntary disclosure. This gives the FTA sufficient time to conduct tax audit in exceptional scenarios which were otherwise not covered. We do expect that the FTA will conduct more tax audits as and they will use the amended provisions to extend the standard statute of limitation. Yeah. And Pranam, I think you could you mentioned about the voluntary disclosure uh, and in the statute of limitation, I think there is a last point regarding the voluntary disclosure uh, that it is restricted to five years. Uh, I think now the businesses needs to start looking at their practices, ensuring that uh, they are doing their assessment right uh, and ensuring that, OK, uh, that uh, whatever the treatments that they have adopted, what are the uh, practices that they have been currently conducted are in line. So I think uh, regulatory uh, regular compliances of, of the businesses is now an important aspect also. I think uh, businesses should start looking at it, making sure that everything is aligned with what uh, uh, the current law is going to happen. So I think that's an important point as well. Yeah, I think I do, I do think that's one of those areas. All businesses need to keep their business and their tax affairs under review. And and this is a genuine change. You know, there is something that that um, you know may make a difference to people. So um, it, it is um, worth thinking about. And if businesses haven't done a review or there's things they're uncertain of because of these changes, maybe this is a, a good trigger to to start looking at those things. Yeah. Um, right. Apart from those things. And so it's interesting, actually, the more we get into it, actually, um, the more there are little bits and pieces that, um, you know, it, it, on one level, nothing much has changed. And you look at it and actually it starts to get more interesting. Mufado, any, anything else caught your eye? Yeah, I think there's so many things that 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 the uh, decree law mentions. But uh, specifically, I think I, I would like to uh, talk about the exceptions from registration. I think that uh, that clause was already there. Uh, I think the most important thing or the change that I want to talk about is uh, if you have made an exception, uh, exception, 
uh, and you have granted the exception from the tax authorities and you start making a taxable supply, you need to notify to the tax authority saying that you are uh, going to charge or you're going to discharge the VAT uh, liability and that's why you have to take up the registration again so that you can file it on time and make sure that all the liabilities are paid back to the tax authorities. Unfortunately, after that, there was nothing. So they, there was no provision whether, okay, that because that was a one-off transaction that I had and that's why I was discharging the VAT liability. So now what? Now I think the FTS clarified it saying that, okay, because you had one-off transaction and you have paid the liability, now you're go you can go back to where you were and you can again apply for that exception and make it uh, make sure and make sure that okay you're not uh, filing any of the returns or anything and you are still being compliant with the laws and regulations the approach of definitely has not been defined yet and how it is going to happen but i think the decree law makes it uh, quite clear that this is now a possibility where earlier might be a struggle so so i think that's that's a very positive move uh, that I that I personally feel uh, will have a major impact uh, on the businesses and lots of businesses may opt uh, to go back to the uh, to the exceptions come and go back as and when it is required. So I think that will be a uh, helpful move. And apart from that, I think there are lots of other things. Uh, if we talk about from place of supply for transport related services, uh, which has now changed that it is where the locate uh, where the journey starts. So it's uh, that has always. Uh, I think that that was already uh, done by most of the businesses, and that was interpreted it in that way. But now again, that has been clarified. There's about the new zero rating uh, in terms of the imports, uh, recovery of input tax by government and charities. Uh, so I think there's 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 lots of uh, things to talk about, but I, th I found the exception one, uh, exception from registration quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I, I, and um, again, I hadn't really thought about that one too much until you mentioned some of those points. And it is the more you think about it, you, the more you realise these are important clarifications, actually. And um, Pranav, anything else you wanted to to mention? Uh, yeah, Brian, there's one article on supply in special cases and a new clause is added whereby which states that there will be specific scenarios where supplies will be outside the scope of UAVAT and these will be specified in the executive regulations. As of now, the scenarios which are covered in that article are related to supply of vouchers and transfer of business. So we do expect that there are going to be changes in the executive regulations uh, going forward. And we need to look out at those changes to see which supplies are specifically mentioned as outside the scope of UAVAT. I think if that clause is properly used, that could be a really helpful clause, because I think very often we'll look at situations and we're trying to decide on the basis of tax law whether or not there is a supply and it will be so helpful in in some cases if it is just simply designated as not a supply it's outside the scope um, within that clause i think it'll be uh, a lot easier for everybody so hopefully that that clause will be used um, to the best effect um anyway look thank you pranav mufadul that's probably all we have time for now unfortunately um we could talk about this for a long time because there are a lot of little changes there, but hopefully we've given everything a taster, everybody a taster of the main points of these changes. The main takeaway, I, I think, is that there's no fundamental 
change to the law here. What this is, is it's been a good housekeeping exercise by the FTA. It, it strengthens and it clarifies the law that we've got. And I think, um, generally speaking, all of those changes will be helpful to everybody. We will do a more detailed written guide that will be published on our website and social media. So, so look out for that. Um, everybody who's registered for VAT in the UAE does need to just check these changes, see if there is anything for them. But as Mufadal said at the top, um, the changes don't come into the 1st of January. So you've got time to consider them. Um, we hope everybody has enjoyed the podcast, found it interesting. The next one will be released at the end of November, and we will look forward to talking to you again then. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, everyone. Thank Thanks, you, everyone. Brian.